Welcome to this edition of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, editor of Modern Tire Dealer. Is discounting the biggest drain on a tire store's profitability? Dennis McCarran of Cardinal Brokers says no and explains why in this special episode. This is a can't-miss interview, so let's get to it. Hey, Dennis, welcome back to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. It's great to have you back on our program. Great to be back, Mike. Yeah, looking forward to talking today. Um, and, and today's topic is one that I think will be of great interest to a lot of our listeners. And it's something that you originally explored in a recent uh, edition of Modern Tire Dealer in your monthly business insight column. Uh, and and the, 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 the topic is um, why discounting is not your biggest gross profit problem. And, and in the column, you wrote that most tire dealership owners like to point to discounting by service advisors as the biggest cause of their poor gross margins. But is that really the issue, Dennis, from your perspective? Uh, in, in the thousand or so shops that I've been to and, and looked at, uh, it, it's not. The discounting is a major irritant to owners because they see it uh, obviously as lost revenue. But discounting, if you put the discount amount back into your P&L and do the math, it, it's usually not a big portion of why you're off target from your gross profit. Um, so <clears throat> when, when we look at owners trying to improve their, their gross profit margin, which for a, a normal tire and automotive shop um, should be 60%, and if you're just service, your gross profit target is 75%. Mm -hmm. um, when you look at a store operationally, when you're trying to find out why the gross margin is low, the first place I start is looking at tickets. I'll, I'll grab a random day's worth of tickets and look at how the estimate is built, whether or not the service advisor is using a parts matrix correctly, um, if if they're um, doing a lot of heavy repairs, that's going to lower your gross profit margin as well. So when I look at the tickets, what I'm looking for is the simple services that everybody needs to get done on their vehicle, an air filter, a burned out bulb, some wiper blades, alignments, simple things like that do a, tr a tremendous boost to your gross profit. Uh, bottom line. And, and why, why is that? I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking, gosh, those items are so basic. Those services are so basic. Is, is it just uh, a kind of a, a accumulation of those over time that adds up? Yeah, it's the frequency of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into specific dollar amounts. I'll just, I'll just be vague um, because cost and pricing is different across the country. But let's say you get an air filter for $10, well, you can probably charge the customer $28, $27 for that. So that's a big margin. Mm -hmm. When you get something like a radiator or a transmission or an engine, you, you can't take that same percentage, 65, 70% uh, gross profit on an air filter and apply that to an engine. You'll never sell the job. That makes sense. So it, it, it's the frequency of the little jobs uh, quite frankly, low comeback, low problem, uh, it, usually with installing. Uh, 
those tickets, if, if the estimate is built correctly, they will provide a fantastic gross profit line for any, any store. So, so, so proper ticket building is really critical here. It's the, it's the first place I look anytime someone tells me that uh, their, their margin, especially if, if particularly their parts margins are low, uh, you, you really need to just dig out a couple of tickets and just do some random uh, math work on them and see, see where it's going. And, and I would assume you have to also make sure at the same time that you're collecting properly for the labor that's involved, right? Correct. I, I, I usually don't see a problem with that. Most, because uh, a lot of technicians get paid on what was charged to the customer. Mm-hmm. So technicians are quick to defend that, but they, they really don't care what you're charging the customer for the part necessarily. That that model of paying technicians is is kind of a dinosaur. So and, it's it's oh, usually not labor's not usually the problem. And the really quick rule of thumb uh that you that anybody can do looking at their PL is you should have a, a dollar for parts, a dollar for labor, and a dollar for tires. That's that's the proper build of a tire and automotive shop. In the column that you wrote recently, you said building a good estimate or a good ticket is a skill in and of itself. Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. It's you, you have to uh, talk with the technician. You have to communicate well, make sure the technician did a, a proper inspection, make sure the technician's confident at a diagnosis if, if it involves uh, troubleshooting. Uh, you, you have to understand the skill level of the technician and what they're capable of doing when they're stretching their skill set and, and when they're they're too far out of their league. Um, tracking parts margins is about making sure the system is working properly. So you could have someone building a ticket correctly, but on the back end, if your parts matrix isn't functioning correctly, you're, ne- you're never going to get to where you need to be. So that that skill set of properly estimating whatever the customer originally came in for, mm-hmm. plus if they agreed to any kind of maintenance survey or courtesy check, making sure that all those things, reading the ticket correctly, uh, it, it's a it's a skill set in and of itself uh, outside of selling. Do, do you find that sometimes these steps are often skipped or overlooked or maybe not as optimized as they ought to be? Uh, absolutely. I, it'll be tattooed on my grave. Um, <laughs> offer a, a courtesy inspection to every customer. Yeah. Yeah. You've been banging that drum for a long time in modern it, tire dealer. I, my, my whole career I have. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those things that you see, and I, I, I'm not picking on anybody, but typically the more skilled technician, he's doing a lot of diagnostics. So they tend to narrow their scope. And if the customer comes in with a check engine light, they, they just focus on that mm-hmm. and and they'll fix it. There's lots of good technicians in the country, but they but they won't elaborate and make sure that the customer gets, you know, the, the full diagnostic, uh, you know, spark plugs or air filters or fluid tests. You know, th- those are important um, in letting a customer know what's going on with their car and then letting them make a decision for it. Right, not not pushing anything on the customer, but just informing them. Yeah, long gone are the days where you stand by the front door with the the billy club or the baseball bat and just beat customers over the head for yeah. 
for their money. The customer today is much more sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, and, and they understand where their power is. Uh, and they won't have a problem leaving a shop and never coming back if they feel the salesperson was either pushy or took advantage of them. Another thing that you mentioned in the article that I thought was interesting is you asked the question, are you buying at the right price? Yes. Uh, what happens there is you you reach a stasis, a, a complacency, mm -hmm. a certain parts house. And it might be because they deliver the fastest, which I'm not saying that's not important. But right. just like when you, you know, your car insurance or house insurance, every couple of years, you ought to test the waters and see if you're really getting a good price or, you know, have you been getting a one, two, three percent increase every couple of years. And and now the person you're dealing with isn't competitive. Um, it's it's not the only thing you should focus on in getting parts. You obviously want quality, you want good service, but make make sure you're you're keeping them honest. That's good advice for everybody. Um you also mentioned in your column that another reason for lower gross margins is general mix of business. Can, can you talk about that and what some of the uh, correct ratios might be? Sure. Uh, decades ago, tires were what got the guys and gals into the business. And the uh, rebates on tires and uh, just the demand, tires had much lower mileage warranties a couple decades ago. So uh, tires replaced less frequently, and we've reached a a balance. This is simple math. This is as things wear down on your car, how frequently are you getting your vehicle worked on? And generally speaking, it doesn't have to be perfect, but there should be a dollar in parts for a dollar in labor for a dollar in tires. What that tells me is that the shop is controlling their own destiny. Mm -hmm. They're looking for tires, not just waiting for someone to walk in and say, I, I think I need a set of tires. Um, they're they're going out and doing a courtesy inspection and finding the bulb, the wiper, the filter. When when that number is out of balance, like let's say a shop does uh, $100,000 a month in sales and 50000 of it comes from tires, mm -hmm. Then I know right away that they're missing out on opportunities in service because simple math that the mileage says oil change pretty much every this amount, air filters tend to get dirty every this amount, transmission fluid flushes, coolant flushes. It's 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 just all math. So if a shop is quote unquote heavy in tires and light in service, it, it generally means they're missing out on really easy opportunities on things that customers rely on the shop to let them know what's going on with their car. You're not always going to sell it, but you can stand on the moral high ground and say, I made you aware. Mm -hmm. Well, I imagine keeping that ratio uh, uh, balanced is, is not an easy task, right? Especially when you might be spiffed or incentivized to sell more tires than, than service or if, or if you're yeah, dealing they with, they shouldn't cannibalize themselves. Mm -hmm. um, if if a shop is doing a lot in tires, it simply means there's an opportunity on those vehicles to get some some service work done. 
Um, so it, it shouldn't cannibalize itself. But but what this comes down to is are the, are the guys in the shop and the gals in the shop too focused on speed? In other words, they're trying to crank everything out as fast as possible. Well, if, if that's your business model, then the only thing getting done in the shop is stuff that you advertise on. And when this, typically the stuff you advertise on is the least profitable thing that you sell in the shop. It's the mm -hmm. tires on sale or the heavily discounted services you're doing to get, to get foot traffic into the building. So this is where the inspection part comes in really important is that, you know, when you, take any business a supermarket you know where do they put the milk they put it all the way in the back right mm -hmm. right so you got to walk down the sugary sweets aisle or the cereal aisle or walk past the deli and smell the bread and start getting hungry you know that their grocery stores aren't there just to sell the milk they they want you to get some impulse buys too and and we're no different you know it, a shoe store sells shoelaces right they don't just sell shoes right so um, many of the shops, they just have to, they have to understand that most customers have no idea how their car works and they rely on the shop to let them know when things need to get done. Most people don't read their owner's manual, right? So it's not, it's not about just getting sales. It's, it's about earning the customer's trust that you, you let them know what's going on with their car and Mm -hmm. sometimes you can prevent a breakdown and, and sometimes you can prevent a major expense. Mm -hmm. it, it it really does sound like, and again, at the risk of, of, of sounding like a broken record, because we talk about this all the time, you need a process internally at your shop, right? Or within your business to make sure that you're not missing any of these things. Correct? Yeah. I'm, I'm not standing on a soapbox. This is just consistency and processes is, is the number one thing in this business that is just frustrating. It's frustrating to owners. It's frustrating to technicians that know what they're doing. A, a technician that's been working in this industry for 20 years does an oil change the exact same way every time. It's, does not make mistakes, typically. So it, it's the same on, on the sales side. Customer comes in. They have a, a stated reason why they came in. It's an oil change. Uh, you ask them, are there any other maintenance items you want to get done today? Is it okay if I, you know, look at your fluids and filters and let you know where it stands? That's a proper process. Then then the technician has to actually do it, bring the ticket back to the salesperson. Then they have to estimate the ticket correctly uh, and then present it to the customer, the cost and the time and, um, you know, what, what the best way to, to get it done. And then the customer, it's their car, so they get to decide if they do it or they don't uh, it's that consistency that is frustrating because when somebody takes a shortcut or they or you know they feel like they're under pressure time wise so they don't do the inspection because they just want to get a couple of oil changes knocked out that customer's really been done a disservice because they're under the impression that these things do get checked and it doesn't get checked so if they have a nail in a tire they wake up the next morning with a flat tire if the battery was weak, they wake up with a dead battery. Mm -hmm. And of course, everybody's heard this. I just had my car in here yesterday, and now this problem. It's really hard to convince a customer 
that, hey, it's not my fault when you, you just touched their car yesterday. Yeah, and that will kill repeat business, right? Oh, it's it's mm-hmm. killer. I, it, then, if I can't trust you with a simple job, why would I trust you with a major problem? Yeah, yeah. It's all common sense, Dennis. As we wind down this episode of the Modern Tire Dealer Show, any any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I I, I know it's frustrating. Um, it, it's no fun being the disciplinarian in the shop and, and having the same conversations over and over and over again about how important it is to make sure you do what you promise to do to the customer. Mm-hmm. But that that's that's what it takes. Uh, the minute you take your eye off the ball and let things slide and move through the process without it really being done, then everybody starts taking shortcuts because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's that's where it's going to be starting to cause a problem. So your advice is to stay vigilant, to stay on top of it. Yeah, it's so, somebody needs to be the disciplinarian. And I don't mean yelling at, at your yeah. employees. I just mean making sure that if a ticket is coming back to get estimated and you told the customer you do a courtesy inspection, then but there's no numbers on the tires, the pressure of the tread. You need to go back and say you didn't you didn't do your job. Uh, it's not it's not fun, but but the more you insist on consistency, the more likely it is the people that work for you and with you will stick to it because nobody wants to get in trouble. Nobody wants to be told they didn't do their job right. So it eventually clicks, but it, it takes a long time. Uh, it- and, and it, it all ultimately all adds up to better GP, more profitability. It, it absolutely does. I, I've I've seen too many success stories where they implement a process. You know, they have their their parts matrix. They have their speech to the customer about doing inspections and getting permission, and then they build the ticket right, and you sell the items that make the shop more money and the stuff that customers need to get done or should get done. So it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Hey Dennis, thanks again for joining us and taking time out of your schedule to share uh, your, your insight with our listeners. Really appreciate it and look forward to having you back on the modern tire dealer show later in the year. All right. Sounds good, Mike. Thanks. Have, have a great week. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. To contact Dennis McCarran, email him at dennis at cardinalbrokers.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-B-R-O-K-E-R-S.com. And stay tuned to moderntiredealer.com for late-breaking tire industry news and analysis. Have a great week, and we'll talk with you soon.